see any movies lately? Uh, I watched the first 20 minutes of Everything Everywhere All at Once this morning. Far out. I assume not in the theater. No. It's literally the latest movie I've seen. I watched Uncharted. Also not Why? in the theater. <laughs> I don't know. I like the games. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll watch this. It was not good. It was Is bad. Mark Wahlberg the secret villain of that? No. No, he's Sully. He's just like the old guy. I think he was originally, when they cast him like 10 years ago or whatever in that, for that, he was supposed oh. to play the Nathan Drake role. And then at some point they're like, oh, maybe you're a little too old. So they're like, oh, well, you can be Sully instead. It was. I'm sure it was It was like during like David O. Russell yeah. family of Treasure Hunters version. So there's like a Nolan North cameo. Yeah, it's it's like it's so just like hits like an anvil. Or he's just mm. like on a beach, like at the start of the third act when they like, you know, fall out of the airplane or whatever. And they like swim up on the beach. And Tom Holland says something about how like he just fell out of an airplane and Nolan North's like, oh, I hate when that happens. Or like it was just like it's just like it lingers mm. on him and it plays the this, this music from the video game for a second. It's just like, come on, guys. Like everybody got that. It's yeah. like somehow a Stan Lee cameo is like far more clever than than what you're doing here. I, I just assumed watching the trailer they were gonna like do a Jim Phelps thing where uh or uh where, his name. Yeah, Sully was evil. Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah. No, they the 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 weird kind of like there's like a a villain henchman. Like the main mm. villain is Antonio Vanderas, but then his henchman like just like slits his throat halfway through the movie and takes over. Mm. Spoiler. And mm. like she is such a dud. She's like she was from um Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I think she's like one of the mean girls. And so like halfway through the movie, it's like suddenly it feels like you're watching like Riverdale does an Indiana Jones themed episode. It's just like these people are too young to be like the main hero and the main villain, like Holland and her just like, I'm sorry, I don't buy that. These are like international treasure hunters. They look like teenagers. So for some reason, when you, maybe because I'm in a headcanon mode and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of 80s movies, when you said villain henchmen, I was just picturing some burly henchman coming up to Tom Holland and being like, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. No, there's there's like there there's a version of that who's like the Scottish guy who like he can't understand what he's saying the whole time, you know. Uh, but like uh, you need like somebody and I realize Tom Holland's like in his mid twenties now, but you need somebody who like reads as an adult to play that character. And, you know, somebody not. somebody with a little weather on his skin. Yeah. That's what he looks not. like he does hasn't started shaving yet. <laughs> And it was it was just extremely bland and generic, and it's like there's like the big set piece is like he's like about to fall out of an airplane, he's like hanging on to some like cargo thing, it's half out of like the C one hundred or whatever type of plane that is, and it's like it, it's so clearly fake. Like it's like if you were watching like a Mission Impossible movie, you'd be like, "Damn, Tom Cruise is insane. He actually did that." But here you're like that is clearly just them in like a wind tunnel and like green screen. Like it just I I don't feel nothing for it at all. In the trailer, it looked like the action sequence that they highlighted in the trailer for the A Team movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. Also, I mean, I'm sorry. You told me Tom Holland fell out of an airplane and died. Not a Tom Holland fan, huh? Wouldn't bother me that much. I don't hate Tom. I mean, I enjoy Tom Holland as Spider Man. I'd be like, how, like, how's Sendai taking it? Yeah, that's the, that's the wrong casting. I don't know who you would cast as a Nathan Drake. Definitely somebody a little bit older with some, Brent Daughtry. Who? No con. Oh, um, that'd be interesting. I mean, are, are we talking like super jacked Nolcon or? 
I mean, can you unjack him now? I don't know. Can one become unjacked? <laughs> He's drank the super soldier serum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about Sebastian Stan? Um, I don't know. I feel like he he reads as like I feel like Sebastian Stan is always like a German accent away from being an evil Nazi in a movie. Not an evil Russian, huh? Or a Russian, sure. Mm. What's mm. the difference? Mm. Anyway, speaking of Tom Cruise, should we get started on the pod? Yeah. Hello and welcome to Hit Cannon. My name is James. And I'm Marco Sparks. What up? What up? We're back. We're just keeping a, a really regimented schedule of putting these out once every like three months or so. It's been a whole week since we last saw you guys last. Yeah. I mean, the Patreon is still booming. We're putting those Fucking out every week. but Buzzing. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Top Gun and preparation mm-hmm. for Top Gun Maverick, which we, I don't know, maybe we'll do an episode on. I guess we'll have to see. It's getting mm-hmm. great reviews, mm-hmm. which makes me excited. Before we get to that, though... Um, I don't know. Any any catch up we want to do? Doctor Strange. It was thumbs fine. up, thumbs down. It was fine. Yeah. It was aggressively fine. I thought it was bad for the first half of the movie and then started to feel like it was having fun. I have it's been a long time since I've watched an hour and forty five minute movie that felt like it was two and a half hours long. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking cameos were the worst part, honestly. Well, I think the way spoiler alert for Doctor Strange in the in the Spaghetti Man. Of Madness, the way that uh, Wanda just completely murked the entire Illuminati there was amazing. That was like the best part of the movie. But the actual dudes themselves, I was like, whatever, you know. At least the, I like that they got the wheelchair for Professor X, even though it looked like a kayak he was sitting in. But it was like a fucking personal sauna or something. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I don't think you're going to have to stretch too hard to realize that we fucking love Wanda and she did nothing wrong and she's perfect and blameless. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard our Cruel Summer podcast. You can just adapt a lot of my same <laughs> thoughts to Wanda. Oh, should we talk about Cruel Summer? That's bullshit. That's... So we we have a Cruel Summer podcast or had. I don't know. Um, they're doing a season two, but it's basically going to be a completely different show. It's different characters, different writers room, different showrunner. So mm-hmm. do we have to keep doing Cruel Summer? I mean, I don't know. I guess I'll watch the the first episode and like maybe it'll be amazing and we'll be like, fuck yeah, we're back in. But if it's not, I don't really feel compelled to like do more Cruel Summer. Yeah, I think the first episode will really decide that. It's funny. I uh, So before the article came out, I'd seen a thing on Instagram about a week before where someone had said like, oh, I talked to Kiara Aurelia and they're not bringing her back for Cruel Summer season two. So she might join like PLL secret origin or original center or whatever it's called oh for sure she can i don't know why people aren't jumping on her she seems like a fucking dynamo to put in your your project but i was like well that seems like bullshit like her and Mm -hmm. olivia holder slam dunk and cruel summer season two nope nope and then and then even if you were like okay it's different characters but we just we love these two actors so much we're just gonna change it up and have them do something else i'd be like cool i'm back in even fucking Ryan Murphy gets that. Like, yeah. uh, and then, I mean, I know that it happened in season one, but no one knew what that show was at the time because it had a different title. But like to have that article and then like to then have to recast a character like a week later after you just announced your cast, bad look. 
Um, I just I can only assume that they did a pitch that didn't get accepted. I'd be very curious. I know that there's a lot of it's just weird the that they're like the first season. Yeah, there's they like got rid of the original showrunner. It's weird that they yeah. would like be like, yes, we will do another season, but it will basically be a new show. Like, why don't you just make a different show? I don't know. Is the Cruel Summer branding good enough that part of me wonders if it's the Jessica Beale of it all with the sinner, but at least hmm. they were smart enough to be like, we got something in Bill Pullman the same way. It's like, come on, you've got something in these two young actors. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. So I wouldn't say to hold your breath for a cruel summer season two podcast, unless it happens to knock our socks off. Yeah. Which that's like months away. If they were doing the read through on the pilot, when that article came out, we're, we're a ways away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably closer to those that stupid PLL show. I think like, they just finished filming it. Really? Yeah. It can't be far off. Yeah. It takes place in three different timelines. Speaking of Cruel Summer. There's a whole thing with like the young moms. That's a whole story. In PLL? Yeah. yeah the, the original scene. Okay. It's like they've mashed together the uh, best unused idea from the wine moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did you ever watch all of Moon Knight? I did not finish the last two episodes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Eh. Should have been a movie. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. All all these, like the more I kind of learn about like behind the scenes stuff with like both the Marvel and the Star Wars like productions, it just is making me more depressed. Like I realize that those have always been commodities of some sort, but it seemed like somewhere in the, in the factory, there was somebody who like wanted to make what they were making. And now it just seems like Disney has been like, we require this content, you know, we require these units of content, uh, you know, so many times a year from you for our Disney plus streaming service. So make something. Mm. And it seems like that's what we're getting now. Which, which by the way, that's, that's partially somewhere. I'm not really going to the whole thing because it's been weeks and I've forgotten about it, but like that is one. there, there are movies that stink of behind the scenes, constant tinkering. And that's the Dr. Strange movie. Like it just, well, they had to like redo massive parts of it, like yeah. you know, but not only do just to WandaVision, but then to the Spider Man thing. So yeah, yeah, the 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 desecration of the Marvel multiverse won't go unpunished. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <sighs> and She Hulk, people yeah. complain about the CGI and She Hulk. CGI, CGI. I don't know. It's it's a boring complaint, but it was rough. Um, it looks fun otherwise. Yeah, I like Tatiana's with Mazzani, but I love Tatiana Mazzani. I'd like to see a show that feels like it's meant to be a show and not just like we have a concept for this lesser known character that we're just going to stretch for six episodes when it could have been a movie. Well, and it's it's like WandaVision. It seems like it. Yeah, it's it's directly embracing the concept of TV and episodic nature like. And just doing something new. And I think that's kind of the thing that's worked really well for the first few would, phases, the Marvel movies. I would love it if the She-Hulk show didn't have some sort of secret villain that we only find out about in the penultimate episode. And then the last episode's like a big dumb fight. Like that would be cool. You know, if they were like managed to be a little more creative than that. Was that Moon Knight? That's like every Marvel show. It feels like practically. Mm. Maybe we'll I mean, do, I'm saying uh, they got to figure out what the fuck they're doing with Kang and start dangling that. I don't thread. think they're doing anything. I, I I don't think they actually like. I, you think he's just an Ant Man villain? I think it's even you go watch the old Marvel movies. They aren't as planned as people think they are. They're kind of like, oh yeah, sure, the Tesseract is an Infinity Stone out of nowhere. Like it, it's a it's a little shady 
how they uh, operate. But it's it's the it's the various thing from Game of Thrones. Power resides where men mm-hmm. think it resides. Like if you feel like we're going to Thanos and there's a plan there, that's all I ask. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe those that franchise has passed me by. It's still mildly entertaining, but it's been very meh for a while now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do a uh, a Greedo episode on that Vanity Fair article about Star Wars. We don't need to talk about that here, but oof. Mm. Let's get down to Top Gun. This podcast is writing checks for bodies can't cash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have an opening statement? Yeah, I got a couple of rambling thoughts here. Uh, this, the highest grossing movie in 1986 and the creator of the home video market, is a movie about a guy named Pete. Um, I don't know about you. I know a lot of kids had like dinosaur phase. I sure had a jet fighter slash military planes phase for years. Fuck yeah. That said, I'm I'm not exactly a fan as what it basically an almost a two hour long recruitment video for the military in the Reagan era. Um, and I hadn't seen this movie since I was a kid. So mm, it was interesting. Fresh to, takes. It was interesting to watch it in 2022. The call sign thing is cool. It's the closest you can get to like superhero slash X-Men names. Um, I think at the if you strip away the outer shell, there's like the same bones to this movie as a Harry Potter movie, which is interesting. Um, but too many elements. Um, I think one of the things that works about Tom Cruise is that he's a movie star, but he's also a pretty good actor. In this movie, he's basically just a movie star. Um, this is also the movie that apparently made him a maniac adrenaline junkie. He's got that cockiness here that made that that he's always made work for him. The problem is that he's physically at that stage in his career where he looks like a 12-year-old sex pest. Uh, and yet he has no chemistry within 50 miles of Kelly McGillis. He does have chemistry of Val Kilmer, who I could not take my eyes off in this movie. Uh, it's almost an anti-performance. Um, I'm not going to say this movie is super gay or anything, because I'm going to say it a lot in the episode, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing this movie screenplay punched up by Billy Eichner. I mean, there's a fucking gaze here and a sweat budget. And uh, if I have permission to buzz the tower, this he movie is stupid as, the pattern is this, full this movie is stupid as shit but it's fun in places so there you go all right well i may perhaps be more effusive i don't know every time i watch an old movie i get so excited i'm just like fuck yeah they movies used to be good so you know bear that in mind like the last movies i've watched was uncharted but uh <laughs> top gun best fighter pilot movie ever made i think i'd have to say so and you know iron eagle 2 not exactly bringing home the title uh is this star wars <clears throat> is this movie uh deeply stupid military propaganda yes is it also entertaining as hell absolutely um i had so much fun rewatching this i just i really admire the way movies from this era just they just committed and they went for it there's like no irony there's like a complete lack of self-consciousness it's just really appealing i mean growing up in the 80s this movie is like a foundational text i feel like there's a lot of good life lessons we all learned as young boys from this movie like you don't want to fly through another plane's jet wash. Uh, you know, winning doesn't count. If you break the rules of engagement, go below the hard floor. Uh, short guys can play volleyball. All, you know, good lessons there. Ladies uh, room, not off limits. Yeah. <laughs> not if you do a cool song first, yeah. Tom Cruise is just at his, like, shit-eating apex here. He's It's just the cruise missile in his prime. He's so cocky, but not afraid to cry when his buddy dies, you know? I really felt that moment. Uh, just exhilarating, erotic, emotional. I give it 10 out of 10. No notes. Perfect movie. Hmm. Okay. Should be a fascinating conversation. Mm-hmm. Should, I, been, should uh, I read the opening text here from the beginning of the movie? I've been rewatching Lost, um, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. If that was a movie 
Tom Cruise would be a great Jack. That would wow. Tom Cruise's Jack would be something else. <laughs> I was just I've been meditating that all day long. But yeah, Plus I mean, the, would he be more or less insane when he has a bomb in season five? You know. Yeah. Also, I I. Uh, not a man who believes in fate. I went to a little fair today and a guy walking around wearing this shirt. Maverick Goose 24. You lost that little feeling. I mean, I support it, but Goose is dead. You can't have a zombie as the uh, president. Yeah, I mean, people tried to and also uh, the, the thought of tried to um, elect John McCain. <laughs> the thought of yeah, the thought of a, an, another election right now is just like brings me existential dread. Like, I just yeah, it I can't. I'm already not looking forward to the midterms. Yeah. Um, on March 3rd, 1969, the United States Navy established an elite school for the top 1% of its pilots. Its purpose was to teach the lost art of aerial combat and ensure that the handful of men who graduated were the best fighter pilots in the world. They succeeded. Today, the Navy calls its fighter weapon school. It calls it the fighter weapon school. The flyers call it Top Gun. Cue danger zone. They're bringing in new fighter pilots every eight weeks. How many fucking fighter pilots are there in the world? I mean, if you get Top Gun, there's like if that's like what six of those a year. How many? So you're like, oh man, I'm the Top Gun. You're like, oh, oh, really? Which Top Gun? Uh, eighty five, the uh, class March 30. through April. Yeah. <laughs> it's like do you get to calendar. go back? Like, if you don't get it, you know, you just go double back and be like, well, like it's a reality show. Yeah, it's like the challenge. <laughs> Top Gun All Stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All uh, right. So we did top moments for this one. Yeah. I have, I have five. I have ten. Fuck me. I can I can squeeze mine to six. <laughs> all right. I'll try to blow through some of these. Uh I just had a lot of fun with this movie. I mean, this movie's all moments, really. Um, number ten, when Maverick sees Charlie again in flight school, it's it's almost like a little Arya Ezra in the pilot bit. of PLL, you know. Oh shit, that's my teacher. Yet she feels no shame whatsoever. <laughs> Because she did nothing wrong. <laughs> and just the whole scene where she's like, how could you see that if you're in, in uh, you know, like a something G dive? And he's like, I was inverted. And he like does this weird hands. That's always like just been burned in my memory. All of that. <laughs> Iceman's back there. <clears throat> Bullshit. Which I had to write down. I was like, is this the first time we've ever seen this in a movie? But apparently Val Kilmer ad-libbed that. Speaking of Val Kilmer, my number nine is it's not so much a moment as every single time that we do a cut to Iceman for like a smarmy reaction shot to something that Maverick has just done. It's like it just never fails to make me smile. He's always like taking off his sunglasses or smirking or rolling his eyes or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Number eight, uh, when Goose takes Polaroid of the MIG, when they were said inverted, just awesome. Just Mm -hmm. go America. Look what we did. We we flipped off Russia. And number seven, just Maverick when he when he cries and has that moment with Meg Ryan after Goose dies, it just you know hits you hard. He would have loved to fly with you. So, is that what he says? Because I was listening to something else, and they were saying that he would have flown without you. He loves to fly with you, but yeah. he would have flown without you. So she's telling him get back in the air. I, yeah, she's basically saying it's not your fault, and that like he loved flying with you. He he would have flown without you, but he would have hated it. Mm, like okay. you know like you were the reason he loved to fly mm. and also this is my little shit son miles teller <laughs> isn't the actor actually somebody else who's famous oh i, I don't know maybe. i can't remember who in this movie at least yeah maybe yeah I, I know you're really excited to see miles teller in the 
the new one coming out. It's your boy. It's the only... But it's, 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 uh, it's call signs Rooster instead of Goose. It sounds like <laughs> this is the only flaw of the movie is that it has Mouse Teller. All right, give me your number six. Uh, my number six, I'm a little stinker. I'm just ad-libbing this. I'm going to throw in Quentin Tarantino's scene from Sleep With Me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which he, he butchers the last line, but it's pretty good, which I is mean, you the, can fly yeah. my tail anytime. Mm-hmm. Or ride my tail. <laughs> you can ride my tail anytime. <laughs> Both jerking off. <laughs> I tried finding that on YouTube. Every single copy I found, they like distorted the audio way down, I guess, to like get, oh. avoid the copyright strike or something. It's very annoying. Huh. Um, yeah, that was classic. Uh, my number six, uh, just when Maverick buzzes the tower for the second time, like on the aircraft carrier. <laughs> just, just the fact that it's, it's the same guy. Yeah. And then like, he's just somebody is just handed like it's like <laughs> permission to buzz tower negative ghost rider the pattern is full and then somebody just like hands him a cup of coffee he's like ah yes good my coffee <laughs> it's like he's getting all set up to do the same joke which, again which is funny because he the tower gets buzzed twice but they managed to spill coffee on him three times yes but it's like did did like the uh, like the i don't know like the the lieutenant on deck or whatever was that like is he in on it he's like oh maverick's about to buzz the tower let me get the captain his coffee <laughs> just fate it's just absolutely hilarious watching that as it's i mean this movie's like so tropey but i feel like it's the inventor of the trope so you give it Hmm. a pass uh number five uh you kind of covered it but it's basically all things val kilmer including him biting at maverick at one point but especially the first time we see Iceman in the bar where he's just chilling there for drink wearing his fucking shades i was like fuck this is a val kilmer movie the hair yeah yeah Ice man, it just like he's burned in our brains as the villain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My number five, and maybe this is low. I don't know. I got a lot on here. That you've lost that love and feeling serenade. Mm. Just instantly, like uh, a cultural touchstone, like transcends even the movie itself. No, you're not bad. Scream two. You're not bad. I'm going to put it as my number four. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I love the way that right before it. I think it's Goose walks up. Excuse me, is this man bothering you? And he does yeah. this weird, like, little, like, like a little dozy doe. He, yeah. like, ducks out of the way. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Why did we never come up with a routine like that for us? <laughs> I think we need to, we need to start doing the double high five, like, yeah. all the time. Yeah, we do. Well, also, is this the summer that we grow weird mustaches? Like goose mustaches? Yeah. I can do it. I feel like mustaches are coming back. Mustache summer? Yeah, mustache summer. All right, let's do it. I mustache you to grow one this summer. Okay. Uh, number three. Oh, I hadn't done my own number four yet. Oh, sorry, um, sorry. Is just Berlin's "Take My Breath Away." Mm-hmm. The song, the the usage in the movie, where like every time the movie needs to let you know, okay, we're gonna have a romantic scene now. It's just like dun 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 dun. Like they'll just mm-hmm. be in the elevator or something, and it's like it stops when the dude gets on, and then it starts again when the dude gets off the elevator. Well, it's so funny because it's such a clearly 80s synth song. Mm-hmm. So you know when the actual song is playing or when the instrumental version is playing. But there's a part where whoever the composer is trying to do it as score, and it sounds so fucking weird. Uh, my number three is, come on, the beach volleyball scene. My number this three is, as well. This is gayer than a Journey music I mean, video. It, it must be said, this is the gayest movie ever made. And I mean no disparagement by that. I feel like... Shout out to the gay guys. They've got just an absolute iconic like Mount Rushmore movie. movie. Yeah, uh, you, there's gay porn that is straighter in this movie. It's it's yeah. really incredible. It's gayer than the Journey music video. And I ask you, in what world is Tom Cruise the spiker? 
that's what I love. Then like Tom Cruise is like five four or something. And he's like spiky, and I'm like, yeah, do it for all the short guys, man. Yeah, just the, is this the invention of the short king? I mean, the the <laughs> jeans. Like, do you think he's wearing underwear? Either way, that is a goddamn swamp that he is toting around. The- <laughs> that is that is grosser than Caleb. And that, that, the aviators, the PLL. jeans, Goose has got like his like goofy like beachwear on. Like just the shots of like I think it's like Rick Rossovich's slider, just like doing this weird pose thing for yeah. no reason. Yeah, <laughs> there's a incredible. There's a quote from Tony Scott somewhere where he's just like, "I didn't have a perspective." So I just covered them in baby oil and got a lot of coverage. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, the, the new one's getting rave reviews. I don't know how you could possibly top that scene. Like, I think there's like at least one girl in the scene. So it's like, there's no way it could possibly be as homoerotic, which is. Well, shame, I tell you, but... you got, you got Glenn Powell, my boy, Glenn Powell. Mm-hmm. He's like the, the new Iceman. He's hangman. Yeah. I think he's got a mustache too. I think there's a lot of mustaches in that movie. All right, mustache. Including that, it's on. that that disgusting bitch, Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. What if you come out of that movie and you're just like, God damn, he was amazing. Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. I yeah, hope that, that I, I want that to happen. I'll take that action. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is after they're done fucking around in the geopolitical hotbed of the Indian Ocean, when Val Kilmer gets out of the plane, he's just like, "You, you're still dangerous." But you could be my wingman anytime. Fuck yeah. Uh, my number two is just when Maverick uh, comes to rescue and shoots down three MIGs. What a cool action scene. It's yeah. just this, this watching this, I was like, man, how did they, how, how would they seemingly fucked up the Rogue Squadron movie? That was like supposed to come out next Christmas, I think, or something. Nope. Who even knows if they're going to make it now? Like, it's just, it's sitting there. It's a slam dunk, like, like these kind of fighter pilot type movies, or it's like, it just seems easy. Like you yeah. could, you could totally do this just, but, but with X wings and all the, all give us all the tropes. You know? I'm just telling you, uh, Poe Dameron, uh, uh, beach volleyball scene. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> there, there'd have to just be like one weird alien in the mix. <laughs> oh, and like a droid. I mean, you could have a lot of fun, mm-hmm. just like a sweaty droid. <laughs> what alien would be like, kind of like Max scandalous Rebo. and a little bit uncomfortable to see nude or mostly nude in like a, a baby. Max Rebo. Max Rebo. I want to see Max Rebo and Oscar Isaac jump up and do that thing where they bump dicks. Max Rebo might have died in Book of Boba Fett. Hey, Max, it was a, unclear. A, a baby Max Rebo. <laughs> Remember that goes, show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my number two is Maverick coming to the rescue. It's your number one. Mm. The elevator scene. Okay. It's the only time that it remotely feels like there's, there, there's chemistry. It's because she's dressed it's, like a man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a kind of hot scene. It's fascinating because it, it's such an afterthought and shot five months later, but it's a fucking hot scene. It's hotter than the laughable sex scene. <laughs> I mean, that sex scene, it's really just, it's a music video for Berlin, you know? It's, yeah, it is. It's like if the people who did like the uh, meatloaf video did a Berlin music video. I just, I support it. You know, there's like this weird movement now to like take all the sex scenes out of movies. Put it back it's in. It's like, oh, they're so unnecessary. Like, no, put them back in. Put them back in. And, and here's, uh, here's the kicker. We show it. Mm-hmm. Show it all. Full penetration. Yeah, my number one is your number two. You can be my wingman anytime. Just like they like do like the bro hug, like the one handed bro hug, slapping backs. Everyone's mm-hmm. happy. They they just maybe murdered some random Russians or something. <laughs> is this now you know a precursor to World War Three? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Does this, does this like it's it's like in the eighties? Like I'm watching. It's like 
that sure that happens. I don't know. Like, did that happen during the Cold War? Maybe. Bro, let's take this ride straight to Nuremberg. <laughs> We're going to the Hague. All right. Move into our general discussion here. Um, um this you, movie fucking loves this fake bell sound effect. Oh, yeah, that like kind of like it's like a almost like a clock tower tolling type of thing, you know. Yeah. So you you mentioned the thing with like them like getting like, you know, squirted with baby oil or whatever for the volleyball scene. I think that that happens before every single take in this movie. Like I so think, much sweat. I think a PA with like a little mister of baby oil hits everyone in the face like five seconds for the yell action. These dudes are all dripping in sweat in every single shot. It's incredible. This has got to be like the smelliest, the wettest movie, movie ever made. <laughs> Not in a fun way. I, I, so I went into this rewatch trying to know as little as possible and holy shit, like the fucking eighties action movie character pedigree. When you see Michael Ironside's name and then Tom Skerritt. Oh yeah. Uh, Viper and Jester. Can we talk about the call signs in this movie? Yes, we can. They're just so cool. Just yeah. so amazing. I, I totally remember like being a kid and thinking like, man, I wish I had a call sign. That'd just be the most awesome thing ever. The only tweak that I like that the, or I don't like is that I guess in the original script, the guy's last name was Merlin. So and they called call him sign wizard. Was wizard. Yeah, it's bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. No, 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 I think Merlin's a better call sign, even though it's just so weird that suddenly Tim Robbins is in the movie. Okay. I had no idea this was Tim Robbins yeah. in credits. Because oh, no you don't even idea. see him. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, Maverick's going to get a new wingman. I wonder who it is. And then he's just like in his plane. And you're like, we're going to see that guy. Okay, like, he he is in the backseat, like with his head turned around, mm-hmm. trying to look behind them. And it's like, bitch, you've got a fucking radar in front of you. Okay. What do the guys in the back of the plane do? As far what as I can tell from this movie, just if I'm taking this movie as like naval propaganda and education, the uh-huh. purpose of the dude sitting back there is that when a fl- plane flies past him, they like, look around you know like you know looking all over left and right right. oh he's behind us now and like that's all they do it's rio stands for radar intercept officer Mm -hmm. i presume you've got a computer screen in front of you my question is do you also not have a backup joystick yeah i don't know because when uh it's like can can he fly yeah when cougar starts freaking out merlin's like well i'm fucked i'm Mm -hmm. just so fucked it's like i would crawl over this thing and grab that joystick yeah fucking cougar also, the principal from Back to the Future is in this movie. He's like the perfect, like hard ass, like admiral yeah. or whoever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is he is this close to being another movie. Just saying, uh, 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 Maverick and Goose, you're badging your gun now. One thing that uh, this movie has that like Star Wars has it too. I don't know if this is just like like where what this originated with, but like the pilots all have like different helmets kind of with like weird designs on them, mm-hmm. which is like you know Maverick's got his whole thing and Cougar's got his thing. It's like the way like Biggs had like a weird design and wedge like that and like the original Star Wars. Like I just I totally dig weird like fighter pilot stuff like that. Are they actually painting their own helmets instead? I don't know. I mean, who does it? Cuz like I think it's um Goose has like a like a goose on the side of his it's 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 like it's as though like you told like the NFL to like make a helmet for a goose mascot, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, yeah, somebody's doing that. Like if it like do you if you become like a naval pilot or, or is it like getting to the major leagues or something where they're like, all right, now you get to design your own helmet, you know, if you like graduate the class or something. I don't know. I mean, really, is it a regulation helmet? I don't know. Well, Good question. Good question, indeed. But um, yeah, yeah, so they awesome. they can't. They can't shoot this MIG down, which I love that we're just saying MIG. We don't know. We don't exactly know which nationality 
we're uh, dealing with here. Uh, all we know is that the bad guys fly MIGs. You know, that's yeah. what I learned from the 80s. And well, that the they, you never too, see their face. And it's it's a movie that, according to, to Tony Scott, is not made for people who know this shit. It's made for like farmers in like the, the middle mm-hmm. of the country or whatever. But it's like they're not they're not actual MIGs that they're flying. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, they're like F4s, I think, or something like that. Yeah. But there's like this whole like jet fighter frotage to the point where they like they flip the they invert. Sorry, they invert the plane. Just like flip this dude. Well, off. I, th- I think the the uh, cougar gets like a missile lock on him. I, I guess they're just like messing with each other. It's like yeah. it's just like you know pointing a gun at the other guy's head, pretty much. Like he's not actually going to fire because that would start World War Three, seemingly. But knowing that I won't, but that I could, mm-hmm. but I probably won't. But if I wanted to, I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so Cougar like basically like gets like has like a meltdown in the plane. Maverick does this whole cool, cool, like flying upside down right above the other cockpit, giving the finger thing. And of course, Goose has his uh, Polaroid camera with him. Goose is uh, like just like the the greatest wingman of all time. Like what a dude. He's also, got the Polaroid. Can we talk about young Anthony Edwards? What an endorsement for having hair. Totally. I was watching this and being like, man, Anthony Edwards, like he's awesome in this movie. And I looked at his IMDb and I'm like, what a wasteland. Like yeah. what? All he's just like in Revenge of the Nerds movies and like shit I've never heard of. It's well, like really Anthony too bad. Edwards with hair can start dating Meg Ryan immediately mm-hmm. after this movie. Anthony Ryan, Anthony Edwards loses that hair and he's just like buried in the ER graveyard somewhere. Yeah, he's just like I I remember him being on ER forever, and just like he was always kind of just like kind of like a whiny, like unlikable doctor. Like I never liked that character when I whatever I'd watch it. He was just kind of yeah. there, you know. Like but obviously I mean, Doctor like, Ross was a cool one. You need to do the Sinatra, Sean Connery. Captain Kirk, just like get a rug mm-hmm. and fucking staple it to your head. Seriously, the hair works uh, so well. <laughs> um, some of the flying images were quite frankly indecipherable to me, though I appreciate that they were real planes. Yeah, the uh, they're flying Tomcats in this, which just I mean, I don't know how much of like a, a American fighter pilot connoisseur you were back in the 80s, but the Tomcat was fucking rad. It was the one where like the wings moved, yeah, like they would like go back i guess when you're fighting they're like, it's kind of like an x-wing type thing you know but yeah. i i remember having like a model i put together that that you can move the wings on i just thought it was like the greatest thing ever i had like a fuck ton of posters which mm-hmm. is ludicrous oh yeah yeah like the the different kinds you've got like your 15 yeah. 16 your warthog the a10 like all that cool shit yeah yeah um so anyways, Maverick and his his and Goose are done. They're going back to the, the aircraft carrier, but then they have to go help Cougar, who's having you know a moment. I, I just kept thinking, like, what can the guy in the other plane do for the panic attack if his own co-pilot can't talk him out of it? Yeah. What do you do back there, man? Yeah. Like, is he just going to, like, nudge him with the wing mm-hmm. or something? <laughs> There's no ability to be like, I got this man takeover. I mean, I don't know if you can really see anything from back there to like fly, you know, like, can you see the deck you're trying to land on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You would think that like as some sort of redundancy, both men would be able to fly the plane. Seriously? Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how these planes were designed. I don't think they use them anymore. I know people got like really jazzed when in one of the trailers from Maverick, you see and uh, Tomcat flying because it's like mm. they don't fly those anymore, really. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I mean, like you're you're signed up to be a Rio, and you're just like, so I'm just playing Atari back here and looking mm-hmm. around. Cool. 
<laughs> I've got the map. You, you can't even playlist. talk your boy down. This is like, this is just like, it's your wingman or, or you're not even your wingman. He's like, he's your backseat. Like you should be like so close. He's like, yeah. don't worry, Cougar. Like you got this, you know, yeah. you got to get home to your wife or whatever. Oh, I'm just in charge of the tape deck. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. It's going to be some more Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> We're only listening to Great Balls of Fire on this plane. Great Balls of Fire. Which is uh, a little ironic <laughs> for jet fighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so afterwards, like, Cougar goes to see I totally the... missed that this was Merlin in, in the... He's, he's Cougar's Rio. I completely yeah. missed that. Yeah, so Cougar goes to see the the principal there, and he's just like doing the proper mental health thing to be like, I'm not cut out for this shit. And the guy's like, No, no, it's fine. And I'm like, No, no, it's not fine. It's it's really not fine. Um, and then of course the admiral, you know, or whatever, wants to chew Maverick and Goose out. You got the great your ego's right and checks your body can't cash. I feel like that line somehow became a huge cultural thing, whereas the actor kind of throws it away in his delivery. Yeah, I can see that. But it's such a the line is so good that Yeah. You think you'd want to pause on that? Just like let that sit with your audience for a minute. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Some of the dynamics so far, this part of the movie, would make more sense in a buddy cop movie or a karate movie. But then, what do I know? They're moving to Fighter Town, USA. Oh, so they they mentioned uh, you know history of high speed passes over five air control towers and one admiral's daughter, Penny Benjamin. Jennifer Connelly plays Penny Benjamin in Maverick. Yeah. Apparently, I, I thought it was a recast of Charlie, but it's not. It's a different no. character. No. Really uh, d- diving into that uh, that Maverick lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Firetown USA is Miramar, which I, I used to drive by every day on the way to work. Um, it's just like, like if you look at a map of San Diego, like there's just like big chunk in the middle that's like nobody goes there because that's an Air Force base. It's pretty weird. So how far away actually is Oceanside from Miramar? Um, I mean, by as, as an air, plane flies or driving? No, dr- driving. I mean, because that's where uh, where uh, Charlie actually lives. Twenty five minutes. No, no. Doesn't Charlie live? in... I think she lives in like Ocean Beach. So her address is one mm-hmm. thing, but the actual house is an ocean side. Okay, because I don't yeah, know. I zillowed it. Mm-hmm. I zillowed that fucking house. <laughs> it, it looked like Ocean Beach to me, but yeah, I mean, it's like twenty five ish minutes away. Okay. You know, yeah, you, you're gonna be late from your volleyball game getting there. Um. Yeah. So anyway, so the admiral is gonna tell him that they're going to they're going to Top Gun, and he's just like, by the way. Cougar was number one. You're number two. And I'm like, I don't believe that. Cougar didn't seem like number one to me. No, yeah. no, no. I can only assume that was because Maverick is like such a, you know, a ne'er do well that he's he's lost points or, or something. And maybe that loving feeling. So we get mm-hmm. a lot of Kenny Loggins. The first of like many times it plays. Fuck yeah. The song is actually kind of confusing because are we on the highway to the danger zone? Or what are we is confusing in the about danger that? Zone? Are we on the highway to the danger zone? Or are we in the danger zone? both okay mm-hmm. so really it's the danger zone that's confusing okay all right um this classroom scene is pretty nuts you've got a real marriage between character actors and some real gay stuff you've got val kilmer you got a dude who actually is adrian pazdar but he looks like adrian pazdar and i was like i don't think i see him a single other time in this movie yeah i believe it's val kilmer's doing like the the pen twirling thing yeah. Which just immediately lets you know, like, we're in, it's like, a, uh, this guy, watch out for him, man. Seems like an I, asshole. I feel like every scene, he's like, I need a prop, even if it's aviators. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ironside is like talking about the kill ratios of American wars. And the one dude is just like, this gets me so hard. And his buddy's like, don't tease me. It's like, what the fuck? And then Tom Scarrett saunders in and the real daddy mustache. Oh, yeah. Viper. 
I, I, so was Ironside cast in uh, Starship Troopers because he was in this movie? I mean, has Ironside ever not played essentially this character? Yeah, really. It just seems like he's always some like hard ass sergeant or like second in command type or something. Yeah. I just I want him to be in a movie where he's just like, listen, Dana, I'm your stepdad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah, Jester and Viper. What great call signs. Tom Cruise just eating shit up as Tom Skerritt says that you guys are the best of the best, but we'll make you better. And then he gets a sense. He sends senses like in a Highlander way. Val Kilmer's nearby. And they start slinging vibes at each other. The uh, plaque for the alternates is down at the ladies' room. I love Goose's reaction to this. It's just like this insane maniacal laugh. Goose is like, he's just like the, the like God's greatest wingman in this movie. He's so awesome. Mm-hmm. It's too bad he had to die. Oh, he's destined for death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, two O's and Goose, boys. So Tom Skerritt. Tells Tom Cruise that he's arrogant. He likes that in a pilot, which is just like feeding into this like cruise missile ethos. Then we cut to this like fucking nightclub, which according to IMDb is actually the officers club, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, is this, it? Okay. That's interesting. This, this, they show up in there. I was, uh, was going to say like living in Oceanside, you would occasionally come across some military dudes at a bar who like mm-hmm. would be in their dress uniform and they just like thought they were hot. They thought they were in Top Gun basically. Do you by any chance have the dialogue from when they first walk in? Uh, let me see if I can find it here. It says, uh, this is what I call a target rich environment. And then Goose says, you live your life between your legs. Nice. Goose, even you could get laid in a place like this. And then Goose says, I'll be happy to find a girl to talk dirty to me. <laughs> <laughs> Iceman uh, is like drinking some sort of like vodka soda or something with yes. shades on Yes. Like you said, he's got his prop you know, yes. inside this like kind of neon lit bar. It's perfect. Well, there's a couple of shots of like the ladies, like they're like 80 slutting it up to like talk to the guys. And it's like, ladies, you might actually be wasting your time in some of these guys. <laughs> Try all of them. Yeah. It's Mr. Iceman to you. It's like every scene is gayer than the last. The uh, trash talk slash flirting between Iceman and this dude and like Maverick and Goose is fucking hilarious. And then as they leave after like their trash talking them, Goose is like, they were abused as children. <laughs> and then Maverick says, we're going to have a good time. But he says, we're going to have a good time in the way that I know you've seen it. I don't know if I'm not listening to it. See it. But do you remember the SNL Schlitz is gay beer commercial? <laughs> you mean the greatest SNL fake commercial of all time? Yes, like I do. you like beer and you're gay. <laughs> if you love great tasting beer and you're gay. Yeah, oh my god, that skit is so fucking hilarious. Uh, and then so they make a bet, a $20 bet, to get carnal knowledge of a lady on the premises of the bar. Yes. Damn. And I mean, that's some toxic shit. I mean, I feel like we have to have the 2022 disclaimer. This is some toxic kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what do we think singular people are, single people are doing when they go to bars? You know, yeah, we know what their yeah. goal is. I mean, it's a fucking gross meat market, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Maverick sees Kelly McGillis across the bar and decides that she's lost that love and feeling. Presumably, they've done this bit like a lot. Well, they've done it once before and he, he crashed mm-hmm. and burned. And there's just like a microphone there for him. Hot mic. The hot mic never works at the uh, bar. Come on. Don't worry, miss. I'll take care of this. How? I mean, like how many young women across America were terrorized? I know. After this? I know. Just... <laughs> I, I one could only imagine how awful it was for like a decade straight. Like, oh, like, God. I feel like this oh, God, Roadhouse to me. really set back the uh, mm-hmm. gender politics of America. 
Yeah, so I just, I don't know, maybe it's a fucking tail hook thing or whatever, but all the Navy boys jump in on there. You've lost your love and feeling. They've weaponized the it. Righteous Brothers against this woman to invade her puss. Um, I think even like Slider's getting in on it there. No, well, I mean, it's code, right? Mm-hmm. You don't leave a man behind. So it, Maverick- it is really funny in these group shots, like Tom Cruise is definitely the shortest one. Yeah. So Maverick fails with Kelly because Kelly, her, her, her friend is here. I love her. She's like, are you a good pilot? So I won't have to worry about you making your living as a singer. <laughs> um, some older guys, her date doesn't last long. Charlotte Blackwood, good name. Yeah. Uh, this is a cameo by the real life Viper. But here's the kicker. His name is Peter Pettigrew. I saw that. Yeah, it's it's just bizarre. Yeah, yeah. it's in the credits. Like, you know, Pete Pettigrew. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then he follows her to the fucking ladies room, which is kind of gross. Well, he says his name is Maverick, and he's like, oh, it's my call sign. She's like, wow, amazing. Imagine <laughs> I mean, she's introducing some, yourself by your call sign. She's got some fucking banter where she's just like, do you expect me to just like lay down on the floor and take it right here? And he's just like, oh, I was thinking the counter. I love yeah. the way he kind of like weight tests the counter. <laughs> like, he, like he puts both his like hands on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, this will work. This, this seems load bearing. So when she walks out, she passes by Goose and she just she's she's apparently more game than she should be. She's just like, your friend was magnificent. So I guess Maverick won 20 bucks that night. <laughs> and then I mean, Goose, dude, would Maverick take it? I mean, come on, Mav. Can't take the money. Either way, apparently Goose is going to go home and call Meg Ryan and tell her all about it. Mm-hmm. Why they have <laughs> tells her some, everything. Some fucking 1986 Meg Ryan phone sex. Fuck yes. Um, yeah. So next day, at the briefing in the hangar. There's Kelly McGillis shows up in her. She's a civilian expert on enemy aircraft, but PhD in astrophysics. On like the way she's introduced, you kind of see like just like her silhouette walking in the background and then just like her legs and like her high heels walking up. And it's just like, this is Charlie. And Oh shit. It's her. Yeah. Uh, he's, I love that he's embarrassed. She's super professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she rolls with it. Yeah. So the inverted thing, bullshit. <laughs> we were inverted. <laughs> <laughs> well, suddenly she's like impressed. She's like, Oh, you're the one you're Harry Potter nice this is also back when like the whole concept of something being classified was like i don't know like new to the public consciousness or something it was like every time you said something's classified somebody else would say well i could tell you but then i'd have to kill you and that Mm. was like a joke bad joke. it was like a joke yeah like like now it's it's like so cliche like like even saying it is like a groan but well i mean obviously so so i mean our bona fides you're six i'm five when this movie comes out and i'm probably grew, five but yeah we grew up in like the the jet wash of this movie where mm-hmm. like like the jokes that went around like the school playground were i don't know reiterated like regurgitated weekly from movies that we hadn't seen yet so yeah i just remember like i probably being in fifth grade and people being like i tell you but i have to kill you and i'd be like i don't know what that means but okay it feels like it has weights yeah, it's because you were inverted. Uh, yeah, I was inverted. <laughs> <laughs> I also love how she calls him lieutenant constantly. Like, it's kind of hot. Yes. Okay, she's hot as fuck in this movie. She is, but there's just, like you said, there's not a ton of chemistry there. No, but it it's it's kind of like the Emma Stone thing, where I think sometimes the female actor, who's, they're really good and they know how the game works, they, they, they're able to bring a chemistry that their male co-star cannot bring. Um. Yeah, so she's impressed with his piloting skills. Um, points out that she, you know, wasn't looking to be impressed by him in the ladies' restroom, which he seems kind of 
I don't know, shocked by Val Kilmer is fascinating in this movie. Like he he's kind of a, a second tier bully, but he's also doing some real James Dean shit. Yeah, he thinks he's the star of the movie, I think. He kind of is a, like a whole other movie that I, I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Top Guns are doing maneuvering maneuvers, they're being followed by Mike Ironside. Um, one point so, Goose is just like, I think on, one man. guy is like his call sign must be cowboy because he's wearing a cowboy hat. Oh, maybe. Uh, at one point, Goose is like, come on, Mac, do some of that pilot shit. So if you beat your instructor, do you become the new teacher? I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so they buzz the tower, and of course, this is the guy who gets the coffee spilled on him. I think he's, he's credited as Air Boss. Air Boss, yeah. Air Boss in the tower. So like, Charlie's like really interested in this story, this classified story he has about the MiG. I guess she just like wants to know what like the flight characteristics are of this airplane because it's like the cold war and like nobody you know was, well, we didn't know exactly what the russians were doing or something over there i think there's a there's an aspect of this that you can't blame her for but i'm sure misogynists can read into where it's like she mentions that she's gunning for like a serious promotion and like i think this is the crucial detail that she needs to to get that i mean i think that honestly like you could argue that like it's the interest of military science that she finds out whatever maverick knows i don't know why anyone else isn't yeah well, him for it there's also the classic dichotomy of like well she may be the smarty pants or whatever with a degree in astrophysicist but like she's not the one you know gripping the stick and doing the moves up there and gripping you know, the, the stick yeah gripping the stick and speaking of which we got a locker room scene oh, yeah. if this movie didn't want to be so gay don't have a whole thing where it sounds like you're saying you were below the hard dick. <laughs> <laughs> Rules of engagement that hard dick. Can't go below the hard deck, man. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you got him. Yeah. So Iceman and his boyfriend won, you know, but like, you know, they're like saying Mavericks when does it count or wasn't official because it was below the hard deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally Maverick asks Iceman what his problem is and Iceman's problem is fucking reasonable. He's like, you're everyone's problem because you're unstable. You're dangerous. <laughs> you're dangerous, man. Yeah, which I'm going to put that on my LinkedIn. Um, and again, so nice man be the, the hero of this movie and he bites at him. Yeah, this incredibly weird chomp that he does. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's like chewing gum at the same time too. Uh, <laughs> he's wonderful. And he's definitely taller than Tom Cruise. Yeah, Even though I'm sure Tom is. Cruise is standing on like an apple crate right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got. He's in like uh, apparently in one of the scenes of Kelly McGillis. He's in like specialized cowboy boots that they built for him, and she's wearing no shoes. I think in one, she's like standing in a trench they dug. Yes, at the end, yeah. <laughs> when she says goodbye, Pete. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Maverick Goose get their asses chewed out for the flyby of the tower. This is where the air boss, you know, bumps into yes. the navy bitch boy who spills yes. coffee on him. Love it. Uh, Tom Skerritt chews their ass out for breaking the rules of engagement. Um, you know, well, like, the fucking rules. like later on, Maverick's just like, oh, I guess I shouldn't buzz the tower. It's like, you think? I don't know, man. Like, like I, I think like I've seen like, you know, interviews or whatever from like actual Navy people to be like, you would you would never fly again if you did that. You know, yeah. like you get thrown yeah. out of the military. Yeah. I just don't think that, you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, but like, I don't know that uh $30 million aircraft is where you're allowed to have PTSD. Well, this was the eighties. So I think, I think the Navy probably likes more guys who are just like, Hey, my, my, uh, my code name is Iceman. Yes, exactly. I have, I have no mental wiring left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Iceman uh, lost his cool. Yeah. 
so Maverick and Goose leave the office where Ironsides and Scarra can talk about it. And he's just like, yeah, the guy's a fucking wild card. Just like his old man. Everyone got that? There's an old man storyline here, too. Definitely. he's He's got, you know, psychological issues because of his dad. This is where I think I... I was rewatching this last night and I started to get it confused with Iron Eagle. And I kept thinking they were going to have to do a mission behind enemy lines where like they rescue mm. like his dad who's been like captured for like 30 years. I was like, thank God. You know, I've never seen Iron Eagle, I but I've seen Iron Eagle 2 like 20 times. I've only ever actually seen Aces, Iron Eagle 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> so apparently Louis Gossett Jr. was offered the Michael Ironsides role and he turned it down because he thought it was going to be it was going to be a, a, mm-hmm. a shitty movie and, and he's and like I gotta get in on that yeah 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 Goose is like maybe I could learn how to truck drive you got that number for the truck driving school yeah so Goose comes over to Maverick's place um, you know and he wanted that trophy now he just wants to graduate and this is when he drops the by the way I've got a family to think about mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I guess like his family is still like at some other airbase or something like maybe maybe she was up at like Travis or something. I don't know. Or like Vandenberg or something. So like at one point, like they pick her up at the airport and it's like the movie doesn't tell you, is she there for the weekend? Do they live there now? I think she must live on like base housing there now. Yeah, I guess so. But we get to, we get the drop that like, uh, you know, I know it's hard for you, Maverick. They didn't want to let you in the Academy because you're Duke Mitchell's kid. And it's like, okay, whoever Duke Mitchell is. Um, and like I said, I, I feel like there's a lot of bones that like were picked up in Harry Potter movies. Sorry, How does one, yeah, yeah, sir, how does one get blade. into the Academy? I don't know. Because like everybody who watched this movie, or at least, you know, all little boys, wanted to be fighter pilots afterwards. Which is the Navy's well, goal, so, of course. But like, I think if you, you don't all get you, to be fighter pilots. If you live on Tatooine, you need mm-hmm. a letter recommendation from Big Starklighter. Yes. Um, but yeah, Maverick's like, you're the only family I've got. I'm not going to let you down. Promise. Which is like, you're going to die. And it's like, come on, guys. Man up and give each other a little kiss. Just a little so manly he, kiss, yeah. Yeah, so in the class, like later, Maverick's like taking the written exam. There's Kelly correcting the maneuver. Somebody's aggressive. And it's, he's like... It's like, a, like, what is this test that he's doing? It's just like, okay, you're in an airplane. <laughs> and there's a MiG that's like this far away. Like, what do you do? Where where's the on switch? Yeah. Well, it's like you're in this program because you seemingly have been a naval aviator for a while. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I guess it's specifically goes, to teach dogfighting. Like they already already know how to fly, but like, do you know how to dogfight? But so he has like the sex pest line of like, when I see something, I go for it. Yeah. It's so like every like, line of dialogue he has is laden with innuendo. Yeah, or attempted innuendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like trying to flirt, saying that he thinks that she was tempted the other night. And she's just like, no, I don't date students. And he's like, oh, I can see that's dangerous for you. But if the government trusts me, maybe you could too. The and grin the, on his face. Well, there's the other one other guy taking this test who's just like, damn, Maverick. And like chewing his like fist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't move It's like, it seems like she's turning him down, but then she's left him a note, like, you know, dinner, my place. Here's the address kind of thing. Which I have to wonder. The episode of PLO where Ari and Ezra go to the museum. Mm-hmm. And she does the thing where she stands in front of the other students and she unzips her jacket. Yes. And she's got the tie and there's like mm-hmm. a note. Yeah. It's a lot of PLL in this for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Basically also, um, very prominent Pepsi product placement in this scene as well. It's very 80s. So, speaking of beach volleyball, mm-hmm. speaking of. Oh, he's like, I got this cakes. date. But first. Oh, this okay. also. Oh, okay. Before we get to the beach volleyball, another classic yeah. moment is when yeah. uh, Tom Cruise leans forward and says, Hey, Slider, you stink. 
<laughs> and Slider's like like sniffing himself. Yeah, it's great. Okay. If you're gonna go have sex, mm-hmm. which by the way, you need to get to... as just swampy as possible beforehand. I, I want to I want to get some mm-hmm. real life updates from you okay. after this podcast. Okay. Um, but like, the do you really want to do the sweatiest fucking activity that's not sex before your date? I mean, I know you do, so you can man. show up and immediately be like, "Can I use your shower?" Which is a real sex pest move. <laughs> but like. I, I get that he can't turn down the competition of Iceman, but my question is, is he setting up his greatest day ever where he's just like, I'm going to beat Iceman at beach volleyball. I'm going to then spike it into Kelly McGillis. And then how, I'm just going to ascend to Godhood. How did this go down? It's like class is over and it's like, Hey guys, we're doing beach volleyball. Like come to the park. Yeah. Wear whatever you want. If you're wearing jeans, that's fine. Nobody checks the time on his watch the way Tom Cruise does. He's always like putting like two fingers up there. Like, what are you doing exactly? Like, yeah, just look at your watch. Like a like a Jack Kirby illustration of like full body action. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's like also somehow checking his watch and flexing every muscle he's got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these seats are all flexing. Just like uh, slider, just like doing this weird like poses for no reason. Like he's a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. And again, just the idea that Tom Cruise is going to spike this ball. Well, they always, it's always like the way it's cut. You'll see like, oh, he's getting set up to spike, but then it like changes angles to show the spike. Cause it's like, <laughs> there's no way we're going to get a wide shot of him spiking. <laughs> like he's just going to hit it straight into the net. Well, it's like, we're going to get white man can't jump 10 years early. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like they, they cut, they lowered the net like three feet and they're like, okay, now let's get the shot. Oh my God. I was just thinking if he made this movie 10 years later. It would be so much worse because you'd have like Woody Harrelson as Iceman. Oh no, that he could be Goose maybe, but you'd have like Charlie Sheen as Maverick, and you'd have Woody Harrelson. Oh, you know, as we, we, we've seen Charlie Sheen as Maverick in Hot Shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, he tried to get this movie, but he was deemed too young. Um, so yeah, he was no, he, like a baby back then. He can't play one more game. He's got to like put on his fighter jacket, get on his hog, and ride over to her place as we get the score. Oh, and take my breath away. We we haven't mentioned that through the entire volleyball scene, Kenny Loggins playing with the boys is playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, how would you know you're playing with the boys if you don't have a song telling you you're playing with mm-hmm. the boys? Goose has um, a great. Like, he's got these kind of like like floral print uh, like board shorts and like yeah. the sleeve the t shirt that has like the sleeves cut off. It's just such a look. Again, Anthony Edwards, if you could go back in time, you should kill children to keep your hair. Mm-hmm. Whatever occult deal that could be offered to you um yeah so again i looked up her house on zillow it is a 3.3 million dollar house which actually seems kind of low and it's an oceanside yeah well uh, do you remember what part uh i just i have the address mm, okay. i can send you the link on for zillow if you want to look at i don't know the oceanside's cool except you're right next to uh what's it called camp pendleton a bunch of jarheads mm. mm. well maverick's not going to deal with that mm-hmm. um so yeah, he he gets in. He's late. She kind of lets us slide because she's cool as shit. Well, it's a weird thing where he rings the doorbell. Nobody answers. So he like goes around the side, and she's like kind of eating on a patio or something. She's making a big ass salad. Yeah, she's also yeah, he, wearing just like this very loose, like flowy shirt situation. There, she is fucking cool as fuck in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like I know a lot of people tried to emulate Sloan from Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is some cool adult woman vibes to emulate. Like this is an aesthetic that like if Instagram was alive back then, they would have been eating this up. She would have served. It gives whatever the, the terminology is. Um, yeah. So he does this move where he's just like, "Do you mind if I take a shower?" She's and like, she's like, yes, "LOL, I, I do mind. I'm hungry." 
<laughs> so they like they eat and then like I think they, you know, have like a little serious conversation about her goals in life and whatnot, you know. And then he's just like, you know, thanks, I'm out of here and leaves. Like it's it's after, it's kind of a power move. Well, after though, this is the first of two movies that I can think of where this happens, where they're they're listening to some sitting on the dock of the bay. Mm-hmm. And he's like telling a story about his like sick mom, which is like the second time that I feel like we've had a movie where Tom Cruise has mommy issues. But also and daddy like, issues. His dad yeah. disappeared. It's classified. He's, Nobody knows what happened. Yeah, he's got the whole package. He's the mm-hmm. whole fucking package here. I feel like Tom Cruise at any moment can like hear an old blues song and like pretend to have some sort of connection with it and tell some folksy story. But it 100% didn't happen and he's a sociopath. Okay. I've never seen La La Land. Neither have I. But I presume that Tom Cruise could be in that movie explaining blues. I love jazz. And jazz to John Legend. <laughs> I'm assuming he could do that. Um, honestly, it should have been Tom Cruise in that commercial saying that heartbreak feels good in a place like this. What commercial was that? The, the Nicole Kidman one that she won the fucking Pulitzer Prize for. For a commercial? Yeah, to like get people back to the cinemas. Oh, I had no idea what you're talking about. That's interesting. Yeah, though. you're lucky. Um mm-hmm. Also, this scene is fucking weird because Kelly McGillis is hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. There are people next door in the neighbors who, who are orgasm and they don't know why because the vibes rating off her. Tom Cruise is like super handsome in this movie. Nothing about him is sexual whatsoever. I, I don't know. It, do you, it, it may just be a, um, a you had to be there thing. This might have been sexual in the 80s, you know, so I can't say for certain. I'm sure people tried to read into it. Mm-hmm. He bounces off to take a shower at home while she humps the pillow. Yeah, if you want a 15-minute uh, discussion on like how soon she masturbates after the scene, check out the uh, Rewatchables podcast episode on this. Mm-hmm. Legendary. Um, and then you get so, yeah, the, the, next- the scene when she's in the, in the fighter jacket and the uh, hat there truly. to cover up that her hair's been tied. Yeah, truly the hottest scene. Also, his hair is longer. So he's got a towel around his neck that came from a workout. She's lost 16 pounds. She's wearing a bomber jacket. She's very masculine, but very hot, you know, trying to and like the course, music is playing. And then like the, just the random dude gets on the elevator and it stops until he gets up. But this dude can, he, he has his back to them and he can sense how fucking hot it is mm-hmm. behind them. Uh, but all because test screening said that they were upset. There was no love scene. But I mean, there's still a love scene later. Do they have to reshoot no, that, that too? That, the love scene and this scene were the reshoots. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Which is why the love scene is completely in silhouette. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. Um, so she's like, yeah, the mix siding is really important to my work. You know, I don't normally invite like students to my home. She gives them a little smile. She clearly wants it. Uh, again, this, this other dude is just like, he's rock hard just by proximity. I, I don't, it's weird to me. They have, they have such chemistry in this scene, but they don't. When they could have very well been like 69ing on her back porch. You have to wonder if maybe it's just because it's like much later. Like, I don't know, like they were like just in a different headspace or something like more, more relaxed, more vibing. Because, yeah, it's like the chemistry is way different in this. Well, she started she started dating Slider. Oh, really? Yeah. In real life, she was yeah. So maybe she started getting it slid to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where Goose and Maverick are having lunch and they pick up like Goose. Is, like, Goose like, is wearing uh, just a party kid. animal Hawaiian shirt here. What a king. Yeah. Meg Ryan shows up and she's like, so Maverick. Goose tells me you're in love with one of your instructors. Has Meg Ryan ever been cuter than she is in this movie? You know what she, she the is? The short hair. She's a real flippity gibbet. She is, indeed. She's uh, like, so yeah, got- Goose tells me about everything you say to him. 
Which, why don't they have like a weird grief fuck at the end of this movie? I mean, I guess because Charlie's there, you know, like if this is a different kind of movie that might, that maybe that happens. I mean, like if Meg Ryan was in Maverick, I feel like there'd be a fascinating, awkward scene there. She's uh, not, right? No, she's not. That's sadly. Um, so we got to one of the classes. And again, it's hard to tell if Meg Ryan's like moving in or she's there for the weekend. But uh, Tom Skerritt's doing a briefing. We see some fucking dated ass shit like atari graphics yeah they're they're talking about oh we see here the aircraft performs a split s it's like if you say so yeah 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 <laughs> can you see that this looks like worse than tron but sure but yeah, it's all based around his encounter at the start of the movie with the mig um and so she's how it was yeah. like basically it's like this was like a stupid move you know wasn't the right play but then later on she tells him like i couldn't say in there that i thought it was you know, actually like super brave, you know, because they're going to question me because I'm falling for you. Yeah. Yeah. After she like almost causes several car accidents, chasing mm-hmm. him on his motorcycle in her convertible. And then we cut to the bedroom in the dark as take my breath away really kicks up. And this is like textbook taught in classrooms, how to do a bad eighties, a great bad eighties sex scene. The, the line she has before it. And I just don't want anyone to know that I've fallen for you. That's like, it's maybe one of the worst lines in the movie. Like it's such mm. a clunker. Like nobody talks like that in real life. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Um, MTV sex scene. I'm here some for it. Gentle laying down some like mouth to chin passion. A lot of like, um, like, like November rain silhouetted, like yeah. drapes in yeah. the background, you know, blowing in, in the wind. It's a little bit of like, if you had more candles, it would be, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that she seems older, but he seems so much younger. Meatloaf died, right? I believe so. R.I.P. He was overcooked, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so she wakes up in the morning and he's left her like an origami note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see the pilots marching off to their planes and you get the line. I feel the need. The need for speed. Double high five. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. The double high five. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but it's like you you hit high and you hit low. Yeah. I don't know what that's yeah. called, but it's cool. And they do it like all over this movie. They're doing it like constantly. They do it in beach volleyball. They do it here. Yeah. Yeah. The Do you remember the days when people would try to create their own weird high five moves? Well, there's like the whole handshake routine, you know. There's yeah, like the, the high five, like shake the leg move. You that? There was there was a thing where people were like that a whole like choreograph like multiple things would be like fake outs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So there's some flying. We get this like clunky Holy shit, voiceover. Viper. This clunky voiceover from Michael Arnside telling us that training's half over. The competition of Duncan and Trophy is tight. First place Iceman. Second place Maverick. Just two points behind. Yeah. So Viper's in there too. And Tom Cruise like pushes too hard trying to get Viper. He leaves his wingman, and then Jester gets him from behind. Yeah. There's another pilot named Hollywood. There's Hollywood. There's Wolfman. Just all these guys. And doesn't he and Iceman go head to head here where it's like a cross between like air jousting and plain chicken of a $30 million aircraft? Yeah. Or the, maybe it's there is a spirit. heads up. I think. Yeah. It, it's, it's Viper and uh, Maverick. Okay. Go heads up. Oh, so the, the whole Tom Cruise, Tom Skerritt thing in their own cockpits. It's a lot of like each of them saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. And this guy's good. Yeah. Damn, this kid's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so just when they think that they're going to kill Tom Skerritt, like Michael Ironside shows up and hits them. And, you know, that's why you don't leave your wingman, man. Yeah. They all die because Maverick got cough, cocky. 
Um, so yeah, all the dudes. Was, I think was it. Um, I think Goose has a great line here where it's just like the defense department regrets to inform you that your sons are dead because they were stupid. I <laughs> <laughs> love the way so, they're constantly pulling their uh, like little like I don't know what those are called. They're like oxygen masks off or whatever to talk to each other. Yeah. All right. So this next scene, I need to understand the logistics of what's going on here. The like where they're all just in towels and yeah it's not exactly there, a locker room but they're in towels is there, is there one shower <laughs> is there a sauna are they in the sauna yeah what the room that they're in has a bulletin board <laughs> yeah but everybody is just in towels it's amazing yeah. do you would you just hang out in towels with your co-workers i mm-hmm. guess after <laughs> slider's just like rubbing himself down in the background oh he's got to get babeled on up i mean maybe they didn't have anywhere else to put the bulletin board except for in the sauna you know and, <laughs> i just kept thinking like the paper would all be curling up yeah. <laughs> uh enemy's so Iron- dangerous but you're worse than the enemy right now you're dangerous yeah. and foolish yeah ironside shows up telling that um and, and and iceman gives him some shit too um the maverick's just like he says to goose like you know that was stupid i'll never do it again and goose says i know in a way that and I did not realize this, but I wrote in my notes, he'll clearly be dead by the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, and so then like later we get a scene of Maverick reclining in bed of some pictures of him and his dad. The, which The narrative economy of just like, all right, in this scene, he pulls out a photo, an old photo of his dad and looks at it and stares at the ceiling. That's all we need for his character development. Well, what cracked me up is that they, they nailed this scene down on the mm-hmm. bulletin board. This was an index card in the bulletin board. They did not think to have a scene in which there is insertion into Kelly McGillis. <laughs> um, so we get this. Maybe like, I wonder know. if it was like they thought it would be a little too scandalous because they're working with the U.S. Navy to make this movie. Maybe they thought, well, the Navy won't want, a, you know, conflict of interest type relationship or something. I don't know. I have to assume that at some point they saw the gayness off the charts on this movie. The Navy was like, please, if you could put a porno, like a heterosexual mm-hmm. porno in the middle of this movie. Uncle Sam will sign off on it. Uh, so we get a, a day drinking double date at a bar of Goose and Meg Ryan and Kelly McGillis and Maverick. I mean, you know, Goose is about to die because like he'll never get a better scene than this where he's like playing great balls of fire on the piano and Meg Ryan's talking about how much he loves having sex with him. You know, take me to bed or lose me forever. Like mm. it's like, look at this happy couple. <laughs> this well, won't this, last. This utterly manufactured uh, dynamic where she's just like oh Kelly McGillis every woman in the world hates you because Maverick is clearly off the market and I hate this guy but I love him so much even though I- Maverick has his arm around Meg Ryan through this whole scene yeah, yeah, yeah. it's there's a lot of just people just very close arms around each other well, it's mostly it's men weird, but sometimes men and women well it's this weird like Meg Ryan is vouching for this guy mm-hmm. and she's like and I've heard all the stories including the one about the Admiral's daughter Penny which, Benjamin I feel like that better be fucking scandalous. Like it, it like I mean, like uh, maybe we'll get the fucking flashback in Top Gun Maverick, man. About how Conley he went better, ballistic. Jennifer Connelly better turn up in that movie and be like, "Hey, Maverick, remember that time thirty years ago when you turned me out? <laughs> like I was weird because you were look like a twelve year old, but every hole, Maverick, every hole. Um, yeah, Meg Ryan says to Kelly, like, I would love to warn you off, Maverick, but I just love him to death. Um. Watching Tom Cruise like sing and pretend to be jocular is always hilarious to me because he's such an alien. Yeah, it's the one thing he can't bizarrely commit to. (laughs) 
Um, but the movie has that sin or it tells us more about their relationship than it actually shows us. You mean it tried um, to show us? Oh, Tim and Kelly? Uh, yeah, uh, Charlie and Maverick. Yeah. I mean, it tried to show us, but it didn't work. It's, it would be weird if they, like, imagine the cut of this movie where there wasn't those two scenes they reshot where it just goes from, like, them flirting in class and going on that one date that didn't go anywhere to, like, now they're together. Like, that'd be strange. Yeah, yeah. And and, and her being like, he's in love with you. You're like, what? Honestly, you could probably put the love scene after this next scene because we then cut to Maverick and Kelly ride on the motorcycle. They're parked somewhere near the Navy ship. Classic, start- like, 80s making out on a motorcycle. Fuck yeah. And then she's like, oh, Maverick, you big stud. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Mm-hmm. And then can he you imagine devouring just- her mouth? Yeah, if you just he's just eating her face like an alien. But like, can you imagine if like Take My Breath Away started playing then? Mm-hmm. Um, so we get some real jet fighters at sunrise porn while Danger Zone plays. This is definitely like, all right, Goose has got to die now. <laughs> yeah, Ironside narrates it was a few weeks to graduation. Uh, the movie's kind of set up like a sports movie. Like, there's Ironside's but, a tough nails football coach. I kind of wonder if they're gonna do this in the new one. Like, are, are they gonna have a little bit more of like a leaderboard situation? Where you're more aware of like who's where in the rankings, not unlike um, the classic film Divergent, you know, where where you know like how well she's doing in um, Dauntless. Okay, but so speaking of Miles Teller, Theo James is her teacher in mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah, we love a good teacher-student romance. I'm just trying to think, like, does he have? He doesn't have a relationship with Monica Barbaro, who's the one female. Like like pilot in the new Top Gun, he's clearly got a relationship with Jennifer Connelly. How do you in a in a in a PLO perfectionist her, her way, call sign how by do the way you, is Phoenix? How do you merge the students and their weird instructor? I mean, given that uh, it's 2022, maybe they don't. <laughs> maybe they're yeah. like we shouldn't do that. But I, I don't know. I don't know how you merge these two. Stories. Like, what is Maverick's storyline, and like, what is their storyline, and then also you got fucking Miles Teller being like, all the reviews are just like, this movie's incredible. This is the best blockbuster I've ever seen. So I'm pretty hyped for it. Okay. But yeah, that that girl's call sign is Phoenix, which rules. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. So they're chasing bogeys. Uh, Iceman's blocking Maverick, so he can't take a shot, and he's like blocking Maverick's shot. Iceman pulls out. Um, now his check gets <laughs> yeah, lost in his wake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like lost in his, his, his well it's like wash. Iceman takes too long like Maverick has a shot but Iceman won't get out of the way and then like the way he pulls out he like uh, hits his jet stream all over Maverick there <laughs> and uh, stalls his engine so, and the Maverick goes a new flat spin yeah. from that movie he keeps saying the gay way yeah. <laughs> over and over again <laughs> look there's nothing wrong with that it's perfectly fine if that's who you are mm-hmm. Um, so who is who is actually responsible for Goose's death? I think it's Iceman. Iceman didn't get out of the way. And then like, I mean, I guess I don't know if you're like, like if you were driving, you'd be like, well, you shouldn't have been tailgating, you know? So it's like your fault. Like Maverick, you're too close to Iceman. But seemingly it's Iceman's fault. Like they never say we're it's Iceman's fault. Face. Like they say it's not Maverick's fault. But it's like, mm-hmm. well, like, are they not going to like say, hey, Iceman, you fucked up there? Because he got like the jet bukkake all over Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. Yeah, he yeah. made his uh, engine stall, went into mm-hmm. a flat spin. Mm-hmm. Goose tries to eject, but he, uh, it's like Maverick gets out fine, but Goose slams right into the canopy. That just sounded so sexual, the way mm-hmm. you put it. Um, yeah, he's, 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 he's just crunch. I mean, this, this, I remember dead. watching this when I was a kid, and like this scene always fucked me up. I'm just like, always like a bummer, like, dang, fucking Goose, he just died. He's it's it's like dead. head like 
you see a little bit of blood. You have to imagine it would just be completely mangled under that helmet, you know, like you slammed yeah. into the canopy so hard. I would it's think like you could just like break right through skull. it, but I guess that glass is really strong. I guess it has to be for what they do with sure. G-forces. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the green shit in the water? I assume that that is something that like their parachutes or whatever, like some sort of dye it comes with to make it like really obvious, you know, where okay. they are. Like they're not trying to like hide in the ocean or anything. Okay. Yeah. The rescue heli- helicopter comes. Maverick's just like holding Goose's body, cradle his arms. Later at the emergency hall ro- or hospital where uh, uh, Maverick's in the bathroom wearing his tidy whities and splashing water in his face. Incredible scene with him yeah. and Tom Skerritt here where Maverick is just in tidy whities the whole time and Tom Skerritt's in like a dress uniform. They're, bo- they're both in their whites. Yeah. And Skerritt's just like, hey, Goose is dead. You gotta let people go. You gotta let it go. It's yeah. like, wow. Like immediately... Like get back in that cockpit. It's like, oh, I thought uh, Kazansky, whatever, was the Ice Man. Mm-hmm. Jesus. He also just gives him a, a little gentle caress here as he leaves. Oh hell yeah, he does. I mean, he might as well just like smacked him on the ass or like stuck his finger in his asshole or something. <laughs> uh, one like, of those two. Yeah, <laughs> just stirred the chili a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, Kelly goes picks him up. You know, drives him home, and he's like, I think maybe it was my fault. And she's like, I'll be around if you need me. Uh, he will not need her, apparently. Um, I was expecting the scene where he goes to Meg Ryan and is like, it should have been me than him or something, but he never really does that. He just like, I mean, Tom Cruise is doing some serious acting here. He's just like totally grease stricken. It's, I was, I was, it'd been so long since I seen it. I was curious to see how this played out because I couldn't remember, but like, mm. it very much plays like Maverick is. It's it's not like she's just like, how dare you, Maverick, or whatever. It's like they're both just like super grieving hard. This is like, because I feel like if in a movie now, it would be like, this is your fault. You know, like she'd be mad at him. There'd be like an antagonism there. But this is the transition from the second act to the third act of Vertigo, where Jimmy Stewart's just fucking wrecked. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a sad Maverick montage. There's some fucking terrible 80s video game music over this. Um, yeah, I mean, really, he should have gone to her and been like, it's my fault. And she'd be like, no, it's not. And they get their faces close together and they kiss. And like maybe like little Miles Teller sees it. He hates Maverick forever because of it, and he yeah. watches, watches like his mommy, like do dead it dad his, get cucked. Yeah. This short man, yeah. Um, and we see the hearing in the tribunal, like they they bend over backwards for the reason behind the accident to like not. When is not this happening? Like the next day or something? I I have to wonder how long is this because wouldn't this really fuck up your timeline for Top Gun? You would think this would be like it a couple weeks to, minimum. Yeah, there has to be investigation. Also, mm-hmm. the jet wash caused a stall out because of too much yaw. The yaw. <laughs> South Park yeah. reference for people who don't know. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, he's not he's not responsible. He's gonna clear off his record. But like, yeah, how much time has passed at Top Gun School? And Scarrett and Iron Sides are there listening to this, and, and he's like, get Scarrett it back in like, the air. Yeah, Scarrett's like, get it back in the air. Um. So we There's see a lot of real squinty Tom Cruise here. Yeah. Um. Zooming in real close, like a lot of eye acting as he deals with this shit. He's got a new radar guy, Sundown. Again. What was Sundown doing? He's in other point? scenes, so I don't know is what he, he's doing. Yeah, does he have a pilot, or is he do, just do like, they have like like alternates, alternate, or like understudies, or something? I have a Rio understudy. Well, I I just what do those guys do? Like I, they see the radar operators or whatever. They're like watching the radar scopes or something. But like, I don't know. I'd like to know more. Yeah, Seems like you're yeah. expendable. Yeah, seems like you like the division of labor here is massively unfair. 
Sundown's helmet is pretty cool, but it's also like the Imperial Japanese flag in a way. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you really get away with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it doesn't go very well. They're back on the ground. Like, Sundown's giving him some shit. The Maverick is like, I'll fire when I'm good and ready. You got that? But it's like, this is his, his thing now. It's like, he's too scared to engage because of the, you know, getting caught in the jet wash again. It's got like, you know, PS, PTSD or whatever. I mean, he went from a three foot dick to a three inch dick. Mm-hmm. That's a confidence issue. Yeah, so Iceman sees this as the Tom Scared who's just like, keep sending him up, even if he won't engage. Um, so then we get Iceman and Maverick in the locker room. Sorry um, about Goose. Everybody liked him. Not you, but him. They liked him. And then, and then this weird, like, Iceman, like he's, like, he's, like, trying not to cry, but, like, he may not physically be capable of crying. This is as emotional as he gets, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like that thing when, like, you're throwing up, but, like, you have nothing left in your stomach. But imagine that for tears. Mm-hmm. Like, and then is this, like, tears anymore. is this, like, Wolfman over here who, like, hasn't been a character really in the movie so far. And it's just, like, this random shot of him. Like, he's, like, around the corner overhearing this. He's, like, hi, it's Wolfman. Yeah, Maverick just quit. It's like, yeah, who is he, he talking to? He calls He calls Kelly. I is don't that know who he's calling? Wolfman. Yeah, because she shows up at the uh, at the airport, like, diner. I feel like there's this whole, like... Do Wolfman and Maverick, like, are they friends? Like, did Wolfman want to be Maverick's friend? Like, what's going on here? This is a movie. Wolfman is just like, he's, he's just, he's the guy who sits in the corner and he watches and he sees everybody else's drama and he wants to help. This is a movie where like, clearly at a certain point, the tropes just take over from Mm -hmm. anything resembling reality. Yes. Yeah. So there's like this diner near the flight line of the airport. Uh, Kelly finds Maverick nursing a glass of water and she's like, I'll have what he's having hemlock is it nice real real socrates uh, reference there Ice water yeah um so maverick's apparently on his way out of there and she's got her job in dc that she's going to what does that mean like, can you just like quit when you're a naval aviator yeah really like i don't, I don't know I, I he's like an officer right there's a commission i have no idea how commissions work they can i presume me. that a wall is still a thing I don't, I don't know like in like pride and prejudice they talk about like buying a commission I don't understand how commissions work. Yeah, They've I don't always know that you can, you can draw a lot of the same parallels between Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. and the uh, Reagan era <laughs> Navy. I assume it's all the same, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, Maverick was clearly one of the landed gentry. Yeah. Um, so she tells him that, you know, she saw the evidence. He's not to blame for this. You know, he's one of the best pilots like, that he has to go on. And then she's like, when I first met you, you were larger in life. Now you fucking suck. <laughs> even though you were five five yeah <laughs> and then he, she's like you know i'm here to help and he's like thank you really but if i wanted help i would have asked you're not gonna be happy unless you go in mock two with your hair on fire you know that yeah she points out the only thing he's learned at top gun was how to quit and then i wanted someone to be like how to hit it and quit it mm-hmm. <laughs> got that maneuver down real well and then you know finally she's just like listen i'm not attracted to pathetic dudes peace <laughs> Yeah, now he's got to go talk to his new daddy, Viper. Yeah. Showing up at the dude's house. On a Sunday. He's got like a oceanfront property there, too. I assume this is like... On the base or something? I don't know. Maybe at... Um, I can't remember. The, there's like another air base there, a naval base. Um, that's not Miramar and not Camp Pendleton. Uh, so maybe that's where just, he is. Fucking San Diego. You're just like driving from one base to another yeah, base? Yeah, no, it's a fucking military town. There's like military dudes all over there. bases. Also, what is the hottest that the San Diego summer gets? I mean, it depends on where you are. Miramar would get hot because that's inland. Like okay. the, the coast, okay. you know, you've got the, the, the salty air, ocean air right there to cool you down. 
Okay. I was very curious about some of the sweat. I was like, I've been to San Diego. I don't know how hot this is going to get. Anyway. It's just so, a wet movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a wet, salty movie. Uh, yeah. So Scarrett shows up and he's just like, yeah, look at that photo. I flew with your old man. Let's close this plot thread up. You know, he he's puts like, on a Top Gun hat. I love it. He's like, you're a lot like he was, but better and worse. Mm-hmm. He was a natural heroic son of a bitch. When I'm about to tell you he's classified, I could lose my job. Oh, my God. Like fucking Tom Skerritt, who's been in so much shit. And like, this is the script he gets. <laughs> and it's like his dad, uh, his F4 is hit and he was wounded. He could have made it back, but he stayed and stayed in it. Say three planes before he bought it. Sure. Whatever. Well, because like Tom Cruise is really worried. Like, did my dad actually screw up? And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. is that why you fly like you do? You got something to prove. Um, so they, they uh, you know, they, he, he tells me his dad died. But he's like, yeah, the, the Department of Defense or the State Department really can't tell the dependents that their dad died over enemy lines. Because uh, of some line drawn on a map. He was responsible. He's got a confidence problem. You know, up there, we got to push it. That's our job. Uh, I, I like how Scarab gives him a choice. He's like, you can either be a pussy or not. Yeah. Good advice. Um, so he drives past Kelly's house. It's a for rent sign up outside. It um, seemingly she's gone. Although that for rent sign was there before too. But yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'd be pretty funny if she's just like inside watching that motorcycle <laughs> drive past. She's just still out there on her like outdoor veranda masturbating. So yeah, uh, this is like... Uh, like just humping that pillow. It's like sunset. We're at the runway watching jets landing. I feel like you've got this real Tony Scott, like time of day footage and like, like little baby Michael Bay saw this and he's just like, what if everything was yellow? Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bay was obviously inspired by these movies. Um, and it's graduation time. Everyone's in their dress uniforms. Oh, is Maverick going to show up? He is. He shows up. He shows up after like, so does he actually graduate? Presumably, yeah. They're just like, here's your envelope. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he's in his dress whites. They're at the reception. We Iceman Ice got Man the top one. gun. Yeah. yeah. So Tom Skerritt and Ironsides are like, hey, everyone, don't have too many drinks. I know your family is here, but we actually have a crisis. Guys, guys, guys. It's act three. We need to yeah. go like, you got to go shoot somebody for real for this movie to like Which, be cool. It's, it's kind of an Ender's Game thing, but it's also, it's like, sure, sure, sure. We could have called the top guns from eight weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I just remember the uh, the movie G.I. Jane. They do like the exact same move where like right as they're like graduating from like SEAL school. It's like, guys, we got a special mission you have to go on right now because the movie would be boring if it was just about training. Yeah. So I guess you kind of get the father figure spike of the ball here where Scarrett's just like Maverick, you're going to get your new Rio when you get to the ship. And if not, give me a call. I'll fly with you. Which is like, okay, that's a cool line, but the, the next title card tells us it's 24 hours later in the Indian Ocean. It's 24 hours later, the Indian Ocean. So, uh, you know, Caraball on the, on the Caspian mm-hmm. Sea. But like, uh, like, if he doesn't have a Rio he likes, does he call Tom Scare? And then we're just like, boom, 24 hours after that. <laughs> Still like, the Indian the Ocean. setup is some boat, like, not, not like an aircraft carrier, but some smaller type of boat, like communications boat, yeah. uh, like lost, it got, got disabled somehow and it floated into enemy waters. So they need to go like escort it. So there's a rescue attempt. Mm-hmm. They're the air patrol over it. And it's like we the, actually, the MIGs need to only get within 110 or hundred miles to shoot their missiles that like they're like ship buster missiles. So it's like, it took them a whole day like to get to the Indian Ocean, but these MIGs like 
they couldn't have like gotten there by now. Well, like, okay, so you sent this boat, the Enterprise, lost Cougar. Mm -hmm. It lost uh, uh, Maverick and Goose. Were there no other fucking pilots on the Enterprise during this? They just rotated or something. Yeah, who knows? Whatever, yeah. But like, also the movie's just like, by the way, we need some fucking stakes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, But also, we'll never hear about what actually happened to this boat. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter. We just need to see some actual air combat, man. No more training. Yeah. yeah. We're out of the holodeck. Yeah. So so the principal's back from Back to the Future. Now Merlin's going to be uh, uh, Maverick's new Rio. Well, and you're like, you're waiting for them to cut to Merlin and they just don't, you know? Like, I seriously had no idea this was Tim Robbins. Like Maverick, you back them up with Merlin on Ready 5 and it like cuts to Maverick and you're like, you're waiting for the cut. Like, oh, who's Merlin? Is Maverick going to look over? At his new wingman? No, that's it's not yeah. the movie. I like like because I've seen Bull Durham in the last year for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kept comparing this movie to that because they're relatively. Oh, what if Merlin was uh, Kevin Costner? Well, but still, Bull Durham is a genuinely fucking horny movie. Like mm-hmm. it is horny off the charts. This movie is not as horny as it should be. Well, it, like, if you're going to be metaphorically horny. Uh, if you're going to be this gay, you need to be hornier, I mm-hmm. think. Um, the gays deserve that. Yeah, so we're watching planes flying. Like, one guy can sense the MiGs have to be close because he's got a heart on. Like, imagine if Spider-Man's Spidey sense was just an erection. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Tom Holland. Peter Tingle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the lock, the MiGs get a lock on one of the American fighters. The Hollywood's back. They hit him with a missile and he ejects. They send Maverick out. Yeah, Hollywood just goes out like a bitch, man. Which he survives. Well, in, in Wolfman, too, yeah. Yeah, so uh, bad guys are firing an Iceman. Maverick's on his way. Uh, Maverick says he's got a guy on him. Maverick, like, like, there's, again. like, almost a jet wash thing again, and Maverick kind of freaks out and pulls away. And Iceman's, like, freaking out because he's, like, got, like, four MiGs on him. And he's, like, pretty yeah. cool. Pretty Some pretty cool aerial shots of him, like, you know, flying around with all these, like, MiGs again, chasing him. Again, there's a fucking Iceman movie that's badass. Mm-hmm. Just and he's just seeing. like, God damn it. Like, get back here, Maverick. I need cover, you know? Yeah. So, like, he's Maverick's holding on to Goose's dog tags as if Goose is going to, like, give him, like, an well, Obi-Wan like, Kenobi. to me, Goose, or something well, like, like that. Like, he's going to get, like, an Obi-Wan Kenobi pep talk on this Death Star run. Mm-hmm. And finally, like, Maverick gets his shit together. He starts to engage again. The folks are cheering. I still feel like he's out of a job after this. I mean, he takes down three MiGs. But I mean, like, if Iceman's life was in question because you hesitated for do you pep talk to yourself? This is also the guy who buzzed the tower twice and still is employed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like in the Jack Bauer like aerial school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he blows up some dude, keeps going after the others. There's some jet fighter shit. You know, it's Maverick all pretty has learned. Awesome. Yeah, Maverick has learned like not to leave his wingman. Iceman takes a hit. Maverick comes. Well, like Iceman, Iceman gets a kill in there too. You know, it's like everybody's just they're blowing away Russians and high fiving with their dicks. This, this is this. a real start of World War Three. <laughs> yeah. We don't know that it's Russians. Mm-hmm. It could be Iranians or Afghanis. Sure. Um, the whole sequence, or it's Australians. The whole sequence has a lot of like uh, spinning. That's a great trick. Energy. Um, anyway, so Merlin spends pretty much his entire sequence. I'm going to act it out for you on the mm-hmm. Zoom call, but the audience can't see it. This is Merlin. Just looking behind, looking behind. That and a lot of like, hey, Maverick, come on, man. What are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? He needs our help. 
And like he because it's it's Tim Robbins, but he has like the oxygen oxygen mask on the whole time. So like you really don't notice that it's him until the very end when they like land on the aircraft carrier deck and suddenly Tim Robbins is just like standing there super tall next yeah, to everyone yeah. else and you're like, wait, yeah. what where where the fuck did Tim Robbins come from? Well it's like could have used you at that volleyball game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hey man, why don't you sit this one out? No offense or anything, but this guy's like six four. Yeah, they don't have to. And get you, you know, you got a lot stool. of spirit, but you literally can't touch the top of the net. Also, we don't want to get that step stool out anymore for you to spike it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Maverick, of course, requests a flyby is denied. The guy in the tower is somehow the same air boss. He's just been handed <laughs> a cup his of coffee. coffee. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So both Maverick and Iceman land at the same time, as well as the rescue shopper, choppers. Everyone's. You know, we never hear about the fucking boat that they were looking for. <laughs> Nobody cares about the boat, yeah. And then just Iceman's just like, you! You're still dangerous. I don't, know, I don't know why we don't get a cut where they just full-on tongue kiss. I mean, I, I think it's just all metaphorical. Well, metaphorical until the scene right after this where they explore each other's bodies, yeah. He throws uh, his uh, dad's dog tags into the ocean okay, because he's, okay. he's over his trauma or something. I'm sorry. I, I read this as these were Goose's dog tags. Oh, those Goose's dog tags? Well, so I don't know because he's talking about, he's holding the dog tags in the cockpit. He's saying, talk to me, Goose. And then he throws them away. And I kept thinking, huh. like, if those are Goose's dog tags, why the fuck aren't you giving him to his wife and child? Maybe they are Goose's dog tags, but don't, doesn't he also have his dad's dog tags? I don't, he has his, dad pic, his dad's picture. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, we, we, I thought they were Goose's from the cockpit. Um, also, anyway. he doesn't need to give him to his wife. Like the military dudes have like ten different copies of their dog tags that they can give the chicks on the first date to like make them think it's special. So oh, don't nice. worry about that. Well, that's a hell of a move. Yeah, no, it is. I guess that's like the uh, the military equivalent of when you check in the hotel and you're like, "Can I get ten copies of my room key?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a numbers game. Uh, so the principal comes and finds Maverick in the locker room, smoking he- a cigar. By the way. He's smoking a cigar in the first scene he's in, too. Yeah. But he's just like, congratulations, Maverick. You're on the front page of every newspaper because you started fucking World War III. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be like a nuclear winner. Yeah, he says Maverick can do anything he wants. And Maverick is just like, what if I settled for being a teacher? I mean, I don't know. Is that what, what, what does one do if they were like, hey, you've got a blank check and you're in the military. Are you like, I'd like to get in more combat or something? Like, I don't know what the, um, I, I guess teaching a Miramar is probably, probably a pretty choice gig. You know, you get to hang out in San Diego. I guess, but I mean, I guess it's the probably a lot like, worse places. The Air Force could, you know, but like, congratulations. You're like on a listening post in Alaska or something. But I mean, I, I guess the question is like, hey, you've peaked. Where do you want to go next? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is, this, what is the expression? Those who can't do. Or those those who can't do teach. Yeah. Yeah. It's later in Fighter Town. Maverick's at the diner and someone puts a quarter in the jukebox and the Righteous Brothers come on and he's like, huh? And it's like this, like, it kind of goes for a little while where he's like looking around like, is that, is, is this mean something or is it just like a coincidence that this song is playing and then like finally Charlie shows up behind him? I'm just saying she's hot. She's cool. She's mysterious. Mm-hmm. They repeat some dialogue from before, which doesn't really work a sexy banner here. And then we get this like cast montage. We're starting with Goose smiling as if he approves this entire endeavor. Anthony Edwards with hair. Um, some of these dudes in the montage, I never even knew they were characters in the movie. 
I don't know who this actor Whip Hubley is playing, but he's in this. Oh, that's Hollywood. Okay, cool. Not to be uh, confused with Wolfman. We end with two planes doing a spin and flying off in the sunset, like kind of a metaphorical happily ever after sort of thing. Yeah. It's a film. It's a, it's under two hours. So I'm prepared to call this movie great. It just, it's, it's like boiled down to its cocaine essence, you know? Yeah. 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 Like Bruckheimer and Simpson, just like you could tell they were snorting notes off of mm-hmm. every page of the script. And also, you know, he had a tragic end, but like, this is Tony Scott at his finest. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say probably. I mean, I've never, I've never seen last boy scout. I have, I, have, but I, w- I would not say that's his, is that Tony Scott? I, I definitely so. not say that's his finest. I think so. That's I have the one a, that famously opens with a, like a football scene where the yeah. guy is about to get tackled. So he pulls out a gun and starts shooting the other It's players. like a real anti-sports betting movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot about like sports gambling in it. Um, also, there's nothing funny about what happened to Bruce Willis. Uh, <laughs> I have a certain love for Crimson Tide. Go Bama. Yeah. Um, and that movie is okay. metaphorically a football movie. Crimson Tide? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it's it's all football. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, Gene Hackman and uh, and uh, Denzel, Denzel and some some real uh, <laughs> coded racism. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. Make, Make one, one change. change. Oh wait. Um, okay, we did top ones. That's right. Um, do we want to do power rankings first? Like I said, I have I have three. All right. I have my I have my one two my three two one. I'm curious. How many do you have? Uh, I have ten. So I'll, I'll just I'll just run down real quick. Number cool. ten, the air boss in the tower who keeps getting the coffee spilled <laughs> on him. <laughs> number nine, slider who stinks. Number eight, Actually, I can do I can do four. Sorry, okay. Number on. eight, sundown. Number seven, Jester. Six, Hollywood. I'm gonna replace that with Wolfman. Cool. I think Wolfman like secretly had like his own storyline going on there. Okay. Uh, number five, Viper. And who you got number four? Uh, number four, I've got Kenny Loggins. That's I can see it. Yeah. Danger Zone. Yeah. I had this soundtrack and played the shit out of it as I, when I was a kid. I can play on like the piano or on a guitar, like one string, like the, the Top Gun theme. It was like the only, it was like the one thing I could figure out how to play with my complete lack of musical talent. And I was very, very satisfied by that. Okay, folks, if you're already subscribed to the Patreon, you're going to get this next week, but we're mm-hmm. going to have a video of Benji playing this <laughs> looped for an hour. Uh, number three, who do you got? Oh, wait, no, I haven't done number four. Number four, I got Iceman. Okay. Uh, number three, I've got uh, uh, Charlie, Kelly McGillis, because she's hot and cool and mysterious. I've got Charlie as well. So is, is Goose or Maverick your number one? Nope. No? Nope. Okay, well, I've got Goose too. My number two is Val Kilmer. Okay. Admiral Kaczynski. My number one is Take My Breath Away. That's fair. Yeah, I've got yeah. Goose 2, Maverick 1, but I mean, like I said, the soundtrack, incredible. I mean, Take My Breath Away won a fucking Oscar. I mean, As it should. did Berlin have any other hits or is this it? Uh, they had no more words. I'm not sure if I know that one. Um, yeah, but like this was an interesting, like there were a couple artists that they reached out to to submit their own songs. They reached out to Brian Adams. He said no. They reached out to Judas Priest. They said no. Thought it would be a flop. Um, they had written Danger Zone and they had written uh, Take My Breath Away and they shopped them out. 
take my breath away if it didn't go to Kenny Long or, or James Gunn if it didn't go to Kenny Loggins was going to go to Toto or uh, Ario Speedwagon. I think Ario could have done it. I think they could have done it. They reached out to the motels who apparently did a uh, demo of Take My Breath Away. Uh, but yeah, this is a, this is Berlin's biggest song. It's a great song. It's Definitely. a fucking vibe. It's a banger. It slaps. All right. Make one change. Okay. So I just want to say Maverick's at the center of the story. And a lot of storylines that branch out from him are character based. Mm-hmm. You've got the Kelly McGillis thread. You've got the goose thread. You've got the mentor slash validation thing of Tom Skerritt and his dad. You've got Iceman and you've got the vague thread of the mix. I feel like the movie has a real balance issue. So my make one change is you've got to cut one of these. Hmm. Okay. And it might be Kelly. Sorry, Charlie. I mean, am I crazy? Like if the movie can't balance these it's, things, it's, as like it a, is, it's like a four quadrant thing, you know, you got to hit all your, your check boxes there. I, I don't think it'd be that hard to like balance these a little bit better, but according to Anthony Edwards, when he had hair, the script was skeletal and a lot of it was ad-libbed. So nice. what do you got? Um, I couldn't think of much. I was just thinking like, I feel like in a lot of these pilot movies, whenever like one of the dudes dies, there's always this like obligatory, like scene at the, like the bar that all the pilots go to where mm-hmm. there's like, there'd be like video of the dude who just died playing on a TV at the bar mm-hmm. Cool. Like I, I feel like that was just like a weird trope in all those movies from like the 80s and 90s. So I feel like we're missing the scene where it's like they go to some bar and all the pirates are getting all the pilots are getting drunk and there's like video of Goose on a TV in there and like him flying around and like singing Great Balls of Fire or something. I think the problem with that is you'd have to put Meg Ryan in there. Yeah, yeah. And she'd be like the cartoon character where like 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 tears are just mm-hmm. shooting out of both sides of her face. That's that that's gonna be a real boner killer. Definitely. Uh, I need to be trivia, best and worst. Uh, I, I wrote down a bunch of things. I don't know which is best or worst. Of it. Yeah, I don't really have best or worst either. Though The one bit I really love, though, is that the, the real Top Gun school imposes a $5 fine yeah, to any staff that member that quotes the film. Yeah. Um, the other couple I have is Val Kimmer did not want to be in the film, was forced to by contractual obligations. Wow. Um, uh, oh, so... Uh, they they had a shot they wanted to do at the beginning for the beginning of the movie that Tony Scott you need like the aircraft was turning so he asked them to turn the aircraft carrier back around right they said it would cost twenty five grand so he wrote them a twenty five grand check that bounced yes um, Tom Cruise three inches shorter than Kelly McGill there's a lot of IMDb trivia about that mm-hmm. they made special cowboy boots at the end they have her standing in like a uh, Citizen Kane trench um, yeah the only other detail that's probably only interesting to me is that. Um... Like the cast, like most of the cast stayed at the Bahia, which is like a resort. My grandparents would like stay at a lot. So I think I've been there several times. And but uh, Tom Cruise and Anthony Edwards stayed up in La Jolla to like separate them from the other pilots, which like La Jolla is like ridiculously nice. So I don't don't know. I I guess that's like they're winning by staying in La Jolla and like maybe like fueling resentment. Not not bad. I mean, they're the stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meg Ryan, Anthony Anders started dating after this. Kelly McGillis started dating Wolfman after this. Uh, the other bit I wrote down, I'm not going to read all the names, but the list of actors that they wanted instead of Tom Cruise. It's hard to imagine anyone except for the cruise missile playing such a cocky <laughs> shit eater, you know? I mean, it's fucking everybody. Every yeah, white face in Hollywood. Every, every Everyone who's in The Outsiders for sure, yeah. Yeah, seriously, including Nick Cage, Tom Hanks, <laughs> Eric Stoltz even. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but Matthew Modine especially, who objected to the film's Cold War politics. 
Oh, yeah. Something about the duality of man. Uh, is, uh, is this movie better than I am number four? Uh, this is where you're going to hate me. I, I kind of think it's worse. Are you serious? Get the fuck I out. Oh I don't my know, God. man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, which one is more enjoyable for me to rewatch? I don't know. Wow. Wow. That's it. Pod's <laughs> over. I have yes, obviously. Is it better than Jack Reacher? Also, yes. And I, I can't say it's better than Jurassic Park, but it's hard to say it's worse either. I don't know. Mm, mm. I feel like it, it does exactly what you want it to do. Mm. Have we done Divergent on the pod? I think we have. Yeah, I believe we did. Man, I, I just like, I want to watch that movie again now. I think we talked a lot about Mountain Dew and axing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we could do it again. I know. I, I've seen the second one, but not the third one, as I recall. I think you and I saw the second one in the theater. Mm-hmm. The third one came out, and then supposedly the fourth one was going to be a TV movie. <laughs> They're like, we're going to make a TV movie, and the, maybe the actress will be in it. And Shailene's like, no, I won't be. Well, it's like a thing at a time when it's like, we don't make TV movies anymore. <laughs> maybe she could, you know... Things have gone a little south for her, I feel like. Uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers situation for a while. Maybe it's time is for she, a new Divergent. Is she still dating that guy? No, I think they broke up. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. And then, like, he's friends with Miles Teller? Yeah. Well, she's friends with Miles Teller, so, like, he just hung out Whatever. with them, I think is what it was, yeah. Whatever. All right, so are you proposing a new Divergent movie again starring Shailene? Yes. Why not? Because <laughs> wasn't, like, Zoe Kravitz in that movie, too? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and the fucking Jai Courtney, yeah. Jai Courtney, Miles Teller, oh, oh, Ansel Elgort. Oh, what's his, yeah, I was like, what's, yeah. what's that story? Yeah, ooh, it's a problematic movie. Uh, Kate Winslet was in it, and then I think like like Naomi Watts like kills the off. second one. There, there's like, is this Kate Winslet get killed in the second one? And like Naomi Watts is, like takes her place as the new big bad or something? I can't remember. Or something, something like that, yeah. yeah. She's like, uh, she's, she's like her uh, mom or something. Theo James's mom, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And Rosa Salazar. It's like the ascent of Rosa Salazar. Mm-hmm. I think so. No, maybe maybe I'm thinking of Maze Runner two. Yeah, She's I'm thinking of Maze, Maze Runner, Runner two. Yeah. yeah. We've seen Maze Runner two in the theater. I don't know if we've seen. Did not see the third one now. No. All right. Well, coming up next, maybe another uh, Top Gun movie. We'll see. We'll Might see. do that in a couple of weeks. Um, For those of you who are interested, we have a hardcover version of the first Trouble book coming out um, probably by the time you listen to this podcast, maybe a little later. Um, Obviously, if you already own it, you don't need to buy it again or anything. But if you happen to want a nice hardcover copy, Amazon does hardcovers now. So that one is coming and the hardcovers for the other books will be coming later in the year. Including the third one. Including the third one. Yeah, Trouble Update. About 60% done with revisions right now. It's getting there. It's rounding into shape. Mm-hmm. The, we're not going to pretend that the hardcover has anything new. It's just a hardcover. I mean, yeah. honestly, if nobody buys them, I won't care because I'll be able to have a hardcover, which is all I really want. Because not that I don't like the the paperbacks, but hardcovers are just they're just nice, you know? Yeah. So, But if you want to buy one and donate to your local library, that's cool. Sure. Oh, and also uh, we lowered the prices on... Uh, the first book it's now four ninety nine for ebook eleven ninety nine for paperback so you're welcome yeah go buy it yeah get on the trouble bandwagon while you still can before it takes off like an F fourteen Tomcat uh we're working on it pretty soon we'll have our Neil Stevenson book club podcast 
Will we? I think so. Okay. <laughs> so. Got to make some art for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know. I feel like we need to do another uh, like, like thematic month of podcasts or something, you know? Well, we've we, talked we, about 90s month too. Yeah, there's 90s month too, always. So uh, if you've been one of our 90s month people... I feel like we've hit like most of the big franchises, you know. We had some we had some programming suggestions for Nights Month too, mm-hmm. mostly from like like returning guests, so that's fun. Um, yeah, and maybe a Greedo. Oh yeah, we can do one of those anytime. If you just if you ever want to hear two old white guys complain about Star Wars, we got you covered. Yeah, we got you covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not interviewing Ewan McGregor or anything like that, but uh, that'd be interesting. I don't even know what I would ask him. I'd be like, so young Adam. What I'd was like, that movie about? So you and were you able to get your dick out in Obi-Wan or, or no? So you were in the pillow book, huh? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I've always been wondering, an Attack of the Clones, when you're on that weird thing in the blue screen behind Natalie Portman, what are you whispering in her ear the entire 12 hours that you're <laughs> sitting on that thing? I bet that was fun. How old was she again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, All right. Oh, you're a dad again? That's cool. Say hello to Mary. Yeah, so uh, in conclusion, I just want to say to you, you! You're still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs>